We're going to talk about the Briscoes today. Jay and Mark Briscoe from somewhere in Delaware. I can't remember what the name of it is. Sandy Fort, something like that. The middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, bumfuck nowhere. I, I honestly... Looked like they should have... Never mind, fight club. Okay. I got a pretty good story about Delaware, actually. I like you that been place. to Delaware? Yeah, I got lost in Delaware. It's a tiny state. I, I was drunk as fuck. A lot of tequila, and it was like four years ago. Like, were you like... In a car, or were you? Wandering oh, I was in a car, and by the end of the night, I was leaving Dewey Beach, uh, and I was supposed to throw up literally right beside the car. You were supposed to. Throw I was supposed was to throw up. I was scheduled to throw up right outside of the car. Insulted. So I, instead of like throwing up right outside the car because I didn't want to mess up the car, I run across this freeway, and this is at three o'clock in the morning. No one's on the road. I run across the freeway into like this new development of houses behind this fucking shack, and I just fucking hack and yak my brains out. And I end up falling asleep on a bench, like right beside the shed. Welcome to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I am your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Cookie. Yeah. Whoa. I don't know. All right. So in my monitor, <laughs> it just blew out both of my eardrums. Tober. Really? Hey. And uh, Big Mike. Yes. A little more reserved this week. No golf on. Uh, Big Mike, there is a bottle of Jägermeister and a bottle of whiskey in my freezer if you'd like to start early. Both of those sound terrible on a Saturday morning. I I, I, I feel that, that, that it would be good. You, you don't think so? Not today. Cookie, also, are you going to uh, go get it? Cookie's about to go I'm, get I'm, it. Go. Well, Cookie, Cookie's about to go on a, a two-day bender in Charlotte for a birthday, so... Cookie, uh, it, it is in the freezer. Get, get you some Jägermeister. It's a, it's a finely aged bottle of Jägermeister. Oh, God. No, it would, it would be over a year at this point. Yeah, Davenport pulled it out the one time. Yeah, and Mom, there's a video of Mom, my mother, drinking straight from that bottle. So, there you go. Oh, Cookie is taking... A sip of the Jägermeister. Cookie's making a face. No, no thanks. All right, so today on $2 Steak, we uh, are going to be talking about siblings. Siblings in professional wrestling. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But first off, how's your week been, boys? Hectic. Hectic? Why hectic? Ah, you know, just in the middle of school, getting back to the hospital and our outpatient clinics, getting back to full time. So managing all of that and two kids... In a podcast, a moderately unsuccessful podcast, <laughs> it's it really just weighs on uh, on your creative skills and I don't and I don't know what time. you mean by that. I, I feel that we are very successful in what we do. In what we're trying, to, we we're achieving our one year plan, our goals, uh, slowly and steadily. But I don't think we went into this with uh, a plan. I don't think we thought we'd get to sixty. I can tell you that. I guarantee you, we did not. Uh, because when I I thought about it, I'm like, oh, we could do it like once every two weeks, and like you know. It, but consistently, we have been putting out content every putting Sunday. Putting out content every Tuesday. What the f- Sunday? Oh, well, Tuesday. Sorry, you know. Yeah, what we, I meant. we we've been recording. We're recording today on Saturday, which actually I think is what threw me off because normally Saturday is my time to decompress. Sunday, I come up with my creative. Outlook and my gimmick, and so I'm running a little on empty at this point, boys. Oh well, well get you some, get you some, get you some, put on some competitive <laughs> golf, and I will just ride that Jesus train. Jesus Christ, yeah. guys! I feel that last week Mike was the most hype he's been on the entire podcast. <laughs> Dude, I, I cut a wicked paraphrased promo. Paraphrased <laughs> 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 Yeah, I was paraphrasing what they were talking about. I was. Yelling. I felt. I, I felt the I energy last week. 
remember you laughing and Tolbert crying, and then I just had to lock eyes with Cookie because I needed to yell at yeah. somebody. <laughs> and Cookie's like, like the the the. I was just like, oh, okay. The dog that that knows that it's gonna get slapped for doing the wrong thing. I'm just, please don't. <laughs> So yeah, last week, I feel that last week was a very good episode of our podcast, and I feel that uh, we were able to get what we needed to get done. We talked, it was funny. Uh, It was one of our funnier episodes we've ever had. I thought so. Uh, um, I'm so proud of the match picking. I have listened to Tolbert's segment of uh, the Freddy Krueger thing multiple times this week. (laughs) Thank you. Just because every little thing of that segment made me laugh. Like, I, I don't know why it made me laugh so much. Just may, maybe the Jerry Lawler comments, like the, the, the comments about Freddy Krueger's past and, and things like that. It, it ended up being a very funny segment. I, I, I ended up uh, really enjoying that. Now, uh, Cookie? Yes. Uh, you are leaving a little bit early this afternoon. You're yes. going to be heading to a big city. You're going to be drinking tonight. Yes. Yeah, I've been drinking all week long. I've had one uh, Jonathan Diaz at my house. Oh, he's a former old boy. <laughs> oh, Diaz. Yeah, so he's been here since Wednesday, and we've been killing cases left to right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like, it's just been back to back to Did back. Did Diaz talk shit when you're like, i got to go uh, record the podcast? Oh, yeah. Is that, oh, yeah, of course. He's like, who the fuck listens to that podcast? Uh, <laughs> I still <laughs> remember him telling us how. Oh, he listened to one. Yeah, he definitely, oh, he does. He does. But he likes to, you know, just kick me when I'm Fuck down. you, Diaz. <laughs> we love you, but we hate you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're shooting. God damn right. So uh, we, we were talking on the group chat this week, and somebody threw their back out. Can, can you oh. explain oh, to me God. how you throw your back out at age 30? What are you, age 35 now? I just turned 35. That's I'm a right. fresh 35. <laughs> Straight out the womb, thirty-five years. May's not even over yet. I was. I've only turned thirty-five. Yeah. So we get a text in our our group chat last night, and it was, "Hey guys, I think I threw my back." Out. <laughs> uh, can Can you explain how one throws? Hey, hey, I would like to say I wouldn't say that we're at the the peak of our physical prowess. I'd like to think that, that there is, you know... Well, there's been... It, it, in these difficult times, there hasn't been a lot of physical activity. But um, I, I was uh, bending over to put a bag of ice <laughs> <laughs> in the freezer uh, for my tequila cocktails. And, yeah, threw my back out. As soon as I did, my wife goes, See, told you, you need to start taking care of yourself. Stop drinking so much damn tequila. In a, in a fit of rage, <laughs> did you... Um... Did you go on a rant about how you need to buy a new fridge that has an ice maker? Do you not have an ice maker? Um, I do. um, And we used all the ice in the cooler for someone to go to the beach. I don't know. There wasn't any ice. And I knew it while I was running. Mind you, Tobert lives an eighth of a mile from my house. I am a physical therapist. And uh, he texts the group about... Uh, alter- alternative medicine. <laughs> I was ch- one of them shrimp oxies. Shroxies. But yes, well, uh, I'm going to Mike's after this. <laughs> to get ice? I have an appointment. Or to get physical therapy. I'm going to fucking yeah. crack the shit out of Oh, yeah. fuck him up. And then Tolbert's not going to be able to walk. Yeah. Li- like, shoot, not be able to That's walk. It's never for- happened. Oh, well, well, the first time for everything. This week, Tolbert and I went fishing on uh, on Memorial Day. We, we had a nice little Memorial that, Day. Nice. 
Uh, we went out to the, uh, the the Fort Fisher and yeah, it was more of a, a I'd say more of a just kind of relaxing, getting our feet wet, enjoying the weather more than it was actual fishing because uh, it was a good time though. We had good people watching on the south end of Fort Fisher. It's always good people. Everyone watching. bank fishing. There was a ton of people bank fishing. Um, a couple people smoking the herb. Wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, we were walking by these people and they're just like legitimately. Chief and a blunt, dude. And I'm like, why don't you ask him? He's like, I don't think the COVID and uh, the, I, in, in the no. time of COVID, he I doesn't know. think they've been socially distancing properly. <laughs> I can tell that they weren't socially distancing. Uh, so it was, it was definitely not that. So, so if it are. was four months ago, would you have taken it? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> we had the guy, uh, the, the not so smart guy from the water boy tell us that he caught a crab. To oh, like- all right. So we uh, it, it's crowded around the beach. There's a bunch of families and stuff and people's blunts. <laughs> and so we're like, hey, let's move down here. Let's see some structure. Let's go try to catch some fish over there. Well, uh, we go around the point and there's these guys hanging out, some good old boys. And, you know, we give each other a nod. And we go out of their way and we're fishing and we see him wandering around in the marsh and mind you, we haven't made too much of an exchange to get to know these guys. When you say wandering around in the marsh, it was like uh, it was like a Jurassic Park movie where like the marsh is so high up, right? You can't see what's going on, yeah, and yeah. there's a Velociraptor going in, and you just see like the marsh moving a little bit. And he comes out, and he goes, "Hey guys, I caught a blue crab. <laughs> you want him?" We're like, this guy is uh, maybe not the brightest. Uh, but then I look at I, I look at Tolbert and make eye contact, and I say, he definitely watches wrestling. Like this guy is definitely he definitely thinks that it's it's a shoot, you know? Yeah, uh, but he was really excited about that crab. But a good day out. Uh, we got ice cream afterwards. <laughs> we did. We got soft serve. Riding with Aaron and my wife Katie in the car. It's like it's like I was like the dad driving my kids around going to the beach. Oh god. You know, we had to stop and get lunch, and then oh, don't act like you were not about it. <laughs> I was all about it, but it's still from the back, it's like we want ice cream. Uh, there's always room for ice cream. There there's always room for soft serve. With how much ice cream Aaron eats, I'm surprised you've lost this much weight. I'm gaining it back. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly gaining it back. It's, it's the quarantine has not been going. Uh, I, I believe by month three, it started like the up, the upturn. So like I, I've gained like your, a, your body's getting back to normal. Yeah. Back to normal. Not quite, you know, the, the weight that I was at, but still I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I've probably gained five pounds. That was some good ice cream though. It was good ice cream. I, you know what? Next time I'm going to go back to the vanilla and chocolate. I, I did not like the peach as much as the vanilla or chocolate. Hey, hey guys, this is a wrestling podcast. Nobody gives a shit about your <laughs> All right, let's yeah, talk this about This is not wrestling. $2 ice cream. Uh, it, it was $2 ice cream. Yeah. So let's cute. talk about it. This week, we're, we're talking about uh, siblings in professional wrestling. Um, it's a, it, it has been a thing ever since like uh, wrestling began. You're like You see your brother. Your brother's out there training to become a wrestler. He's getting some success, and you're like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I think that I could do that. Or, or you guys grow up together. You're watching WWF every morning, and you guys are just practicing on each other every single morning. You're practicing these moves. Wrestling becomes a family affair at that point. You're going to the same events together, and you're seeing like dynasties, like the Hart family. Mike gets to talk about the Hart family. Tolbert gets to talk about the Hardy Boys. And then Cookie gets to talk about... The Hillbillies from Delaware, (laughs) a.k.a. them boys, the Briscoe Brothers. The Briscoe Brothers. What do you guys know about, like, brothers in professional wrestling? What what kind of thing do you think it inspires a brother and another brother, or maybe two sisters, like Io Shirai and her sister? 
in Japan. What what inspires people to well, like follow said, footsteps? Watching first off, I have a brother very you know, we're pretty close in age. Watching every weekend or every week and like I said, emulating those moves and just growing up, going to shows, growing up in that culture and you know, like you said, you practice on each other and you're like, Hey, we could do this, man. Let's do it. And, but also, uh, you see those brother versus brother storylines, you know, um, and they're classic stories. Everyone loves that rival, but also as brothers, you know, oftentimes you're fans, you know, of the opposite. So, uh, it's just cool, man. It's just, it's just great. It's good to be able to see like families, you know, there is not an easier story to tell than two brothers fighting each other. Exactly. It's one of the oldest stories in the book. It, it's a story that you see in the Bible, in, in, in the Koran, it, it, all over the place. One of the easiest stories to tell is a rivalry, sibling yeah. rivalry. And my brother and I, we used to wrestle all the time. And we pretended like we were the freaking Hardy Boys out there, outside in the backyard. What's going on? Is there something... Who's that? Somebody trying to break in your house? Is somebody trying to break into my house? Hold on, hold on. Is somebody actually walking into the back door? <laughs> you never know in Sunset Park, man. You got to be careful. Oh, shit. What is going on? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What is going on? Oh, that big oh. Speaking Speaking of brothers duty myself down the side of my shit. Wait, wait, wait. So speaking of brothers, we have the brothers here, the Dawson brothers. Uh folks, I I I don't know what's going on here. They just broke into our uh coffee corona bit. First of all, Aaron, the fucking jig is up. We didn't break in. You fucking dead bolted the back door. I think Mike actually locked the door behind. Okay. No, I didn't. This was supposed to be a setup. And we were supposed to bust in the back door, but you ribbed us, and I busted my knuckle and shit. <laughs> and what the fuck? In my shit. I call a dude my way down the side of your damn bushes. Corner I mean, fucking up my Jordans the first time I've worn them in two months. Why I, would you wear the, the good shoes? Because I broke, I said, fucking out of quarantine, man. What Did the you fuck? kick the feral cat? While the, the yeah, punning <laughs> that bitch literally a block down the street. Oh. Sorry, PETA. But that motherfucker's listen, crazy. You can't have a brother episode without your guys' favorite fucking pair of brothers. Yeah, Aaron, what the fuck? Surprise, guys. <laughs> Surprise, dudes. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah, so you, how the fuck are you going to do a brother episode and not fucking, well. I, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't even think about the Dawsons at all Like in this conversation. And I feel bad because... Those are the ones that I see the most. What what is going on here? Yeah, what is going on here? I, I, I you, you, we don't get the fucking booking whenever you do a brother episode. I mean, we're damn twins, You're Aaron. Booked. You're booked. Yeah, of course hey, we're booked. Well, we since we're booked, damn it, I got a really good brother story for this episode. Yeah, what is it? You know, it was it was a Seagrove or something. 
we uh we had a glorious tag team match. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Brothers, yeah, twin brothers, twin brothers. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, you want to know who was against guys? It was against Mister Number One, George South, and the most glorious babyface in pro wrestling, Charlie Dreamer. Damn it. I, I've and, never seen this match. Oh, you life. haven't? Oh, no. okay, guys. You guys, actually, guys, let me uh, tell you. There's I, uh, I, I, I found an illegal download of it earlier before you got here. An oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you send it to me, shit, Aaron? I, Look, he's doing better business. I, 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 I don't know what's, what's going on. Hey, hold on real quick. I, I'm getting a phone call. Oh, oh, so they're here? Okay, so the towing company is actually here. You're talking about the blood feuds. Are you, no, no, he's towing our fucking car, Dave. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he's towing our fucking car, Dave. Wrinkly <laughs> fucking yes. Well, that that just happened. That was a uh, that was, was a scary. segment. It was a little scary. I, I'm looking out the blinds right now, man. I I, I uh, I'm scared. I'm a little uh, nervous, cookie, man. Cookie, Cookie, this, this Cookie's is on a, edge. He's here, knocking look, on the door, beating down, just down just the door. Broken the house. I almost ran out of the house. <laughs> I want y'all to know. Have that. you seen America? Have you watched CNN? This whole country's on <laughs> edge right now. Exactly. All right, God so damn. that those were two brothers in professional yeah. wrestling, and like I. I, I the Dawson brothers. We we've we've talked about them a lot. Uh, Aaron, I, what? I, th- I think they're coming back. What are you talking? Uh, they 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 shook hands with the tow truck driver. Now I think they're coming back. They're they letting, shook they, hands. They're letting the car down, Aaron. <laughs> what? They're letting uh, the fucking car down. What do, what do you want me to do, Aaron? What do you want me to do? Uh, you didn't lock Aaron. the fucking door. <laughs> Why would you not lock the door? Uh huh, Aaron. What the fuck was that? Huh? What in the fuckity fuck was that? What? I mean, did you really think that was going to work? I, I forgot that you were on Lizard Lick Tony. Yeah, I was on the last season, dog. I know people in the repo biz, dog. You ain't, you ain't getting me, dog. I got connections, <laughs> dog. Okay, Cousin Johnny. That's Cousin all. Johnny? Yeah. That's my homeboy, dog. We went to New York together. We had some we had some fun in Times Square, dog. I'll tell you that much. What? Tits what? 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 Tits, man. For tits? Tips for tits, son. All right, so we're talking about brothers in professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? You didn't fucking call us. And then you tried to damn call the tow truck. You see how they do us, Cookie? I I feel like fucking you and Toma right now. I feel like me. Can I let him go? I feel like, yeah, you can let him go, Dave. Let him go. No, I feel like we're fucking Tober and Cookie right now. What do you mean? Because you and fucking Mike always pick on him about something. <laughs> fucking him. Oh, you're not fucking doing social media and Cookie fucking bad step on the scale. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. They bring Thanks, a guys. fucking distinct Thanks, perspective to this damn podcast and it needs to be recognized. And the fact that you didn't recognize that you're doing a fucking brother podcast and you just happen to know a set of twins that live 10 minutes away that fucking can have been on this bitch and you didn't fucking call us Aaron so fuck I, I lost your number wait, oh. Wait, it's oh. A- oh you lost my number yeah. you, know, you did yeah you, just like you lost the rest of your fucking goatee with that little <laughs> little molestache you got on yeah I'm gonna start calling you molestache you remember molestache molestache remember molestache Dave yeah oh, well uh, uh, Sorry. So look, we're fucking here. All right. And you're going to fucking talk to us. What do you want to talk about, Aaron? T- tell me. I'm going to sit right here, cookie fuck. Tell me about brothers in wrestling, I guess. Jesus Christ. Okay, what brothers the fuck Brothers in you- wrestling where we're brothers. What the fuck do you want to know? Uh, uh, how did you guys... 
I don't even know now, Zane. Okay, I'm going to take over. Listen, All right, I'm going to take over. When a man loves a woman, okay, hold on. they want to show. No, 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 no. Okay. So hold on. Everybody else here got a chance to fucking host. Well, damn it, we're taking ours. We're hosting the brother episode. And we're ta- so so fucking. I'm gonna ask myself the questions. Hey Dave, I'll talk to you. Yes, Amy. Hey, welcome to two dollar fucking steak, everybody. <laughs> it's your host, the diggity damn Dawson Brothers. I'm here with Tiggity Tolbert yep. and motherfucking Kiggity Cookie, <laughs> Big Mike on the ones and motherfucking miggity, twos. Miggity Miggity Mike and Miggity Molestash over there with his fucking beats on. Dave, let me ask you. Yeah. How has it been that you? have been in the wrestling business with a member of your family and been on the same team with them. Tell me. Um, um, it's pretty fucking awesome, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to click with another person because I've been a part of other tag teams because you've turned on me, spit in my face. Hey, man, look. We're not, <laughs> I've seen kick, some of those We're not going to bring that up, man. Kick, look. kick me in the uh, unmentioned. Hey, man, this is performance art. Uh, yeah, okay? I've had, I've had to, I'm using the performance art excuse like... Uh, like Jim Cornette. Like other guys do, you know I've what I mean? To, I've had to, uh, you know, my share of other tag teams that I've won tournaments with, by the way, uh, without you, Zane. Uh, oh. But, fuck, you know, man. it's it's hard to click with somebody else um, when you got the natural chemistry with, like, your brother. Even, even well, when you have those moments. I saw him break your arm one time. All right, man, look, it, it sometimes it happens. You should have seen the shit when we were... St- 10 years old in Fayetteville <laughs> going through the fucking walls. That was the damn real shit. What inspired you guys to get into wrestling together? Um, just because we used to beat each other up at home. And- well, I got injured in my first match against Dave. Oh, yeah. Go your first brother. match was against your first brother? spot. Tell this story. Tell first story. spot. I told it on one of the episodes that you haven't released yet. Oh Big God. surprise there, Cookie. <laughs> Big fucking surprise. You got some unreleased shit with me on it that you ain't gonna fucking put out. Um, but yeah, no, it, uh, what the fuck are you talking Your about? first match. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, I think it was tackle, drop down. Finger uh, in the bobo? Tackle, drop down, uh, clothesline, and I was gonna do a sweet Billy Gunn flip on the clothesline, like Rikishi Billy Gunn flip out. And I remember I my body contorted, contort, contorted? <laughs> Con- contorted do you say it like that yes my body fucking twisted in air because i didn't know what the fuck i was doing at the time and i fucked up my shit i felt like i remember that shit so he injured himself yeah so i figured yeah, it'd be okay. better to just tag with dave than get hurt in the first fucking <laughs> in the first fucking spot you know what i mean do you think that working against your brother or working with your brother like when you're working with your brother you've got like an innate sense of like you know what he's doing he knows what you're doing at all times sort of thing you guys think similar see there's a difference because there's brother tag teams like there's a guy's name the lynch mob fucking little plug they're brothers but they're not twins it's different there's times where like I'll think of something and then he'll randomly call me and tell me what I was thinking about and it'd be the same exact like he'll be like hey I was thinking about this and I'll be like dude are you fucking kidding me right now (laughs) Like, I'm not even joking. It'll be the exact same thing. In the group text, I'll say something, and he'll immediately be like, dude, what the fuck? Or the same text will come through. So it's different. Like, I don't even have to say anything to him. It's a look or a feel of how he's coming towards me, and I already know what he's wanting And now, how, how, when you guys are going against each other, how is that a thing? Like, Oh, I, I mean, there's video footage, Aaron, for, that you filmed, and did oh, you use yeah. it for this episode? No, I didn't. Oh, we have a twin blood feud. I was the champion, of course. I turned on. 
I turned on him. You know what I'm saying? Big surprise. Yeah, big surprise. I think I spit on you too. I yeah. think I four spit on four me times. Kick me in the balls, man. Yeah, every time. dude. That's yeah. the way. Hey, then if I, any wrestler, then I I feed around and take the other team's finish, which I hate. Uh, and then I lost. Okay, I yeah. Lost. So for any aspiring wrestlers that wrestle the Dawson brothers, fucking Easter egg here. Uh, to take Dave Dawson out, all you got to do is spit in his face and kick him in the balls. <laughs> and he'll feed right around to your finish, guys. Okay? He, he's like a super punch-out villain. Like, there's that one little chink in his armor, and That's it's it. nuts. And he keeps coming. But, it's, my, but, it's my balls. No, it's... <laughs> 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 that that's my that's my checking my armors my balls my balls yeah but no like so growing up we fought so being in the ring with him it's just like I remember like I'm thinking I'm 11 and yeah, you're in the living room we're fighting over who's playing you know Mario next okay okay <laughs> so I mean it's it's different like I, I can't explain it because it's a twin sh- shit you know I, I've I've seen The Shining I know what twins do yeah they kill yeah and we fucking came they go in, in. Yeah. they kill. <laughs> They leave. They leave. So, as twins, as working together, how long have you guys technically been working together as as professional wrestlers? I was about to say the uh, the single runs didn't really. Other than he had a big a big run in for AML um, singles, and then uh, other than that, like it's. There's been a couple singles runs, but most of the time we're tagging. So when when it comes to, is it easier? If, if shit goes down between you two, if there's some heat between you two, is it easier since you guys are brothers and have to see each other at family events <laughs> to get back together? Right, and, are, and, you, are you asking, like, shoot, or are you talking about as a wrestler? Uh, yeah, I, I, so... Like, you want me to fucking as I, I thought this was a fucking shoot podcast. This man. is a shoot podcast. Yeah, why the fuck are you trying to work me with your little whisper? It's weird when you whisper when you got that molestache on your face. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's a wrestler. It's a wrestler. So as a wrestler, as a wrestler, whenever me and him have differences, is yeah. It, how, what what are family uh, what are family gatherings like? I mean, um, I, I think that being, I think the the wrestler heat and and the the shoot heat are probably about the same because we just. We go a day and don't talk to each other, and then we're right. Normally, back. the family gatherings are when we see each other after we've gotten in an argument. Look, like real shit. Like we'll get in an argument on the phone and not talk to each other for a couple of days, and then I'll see them like today. Like like we hated each other a couple hours ago. We <laughs> we've been arguing for a week. You know, I'm like, nah, man. I'm just kidding. But like, nah, it ain't nothing like that. There's Is people- Mama Dawson trying to to keep the peace between you two? She always does, and she knows. But yeah, she never. She well, never. We can't fave her. I think we, it was the mutual hatred of you, Aaron, that yeah. brought them back together today. That's and a, Mama Dawson. Yes, yeah. through the damn quarantine, me and Dave fucking made a vow that we would come together on this day. So, ladies and gentlemen, two dollar steak brings families together. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But you couldn't bring the damn family together for this episode. We had to bum rush in this bitch. All right. Well, let's, let's actually talk about our matches this week. Uh, give us a second, and we will be right back. All right, getting heat with Big Mike. Mike, you have got a classic matchup between the Hart brothers, Owen and Brett, from WrestleMania 10. All right, WrestleMania 10, Madison Square Garden, uh, March 20th, 1994. Brothers divided, as it's billed uh, in the uh, introduction package. Uh, we get Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler on the mic, two of my favorites. Really? Okay. Dude, they're, they're, the combination of those two, it's really good. Vince 
you know, nowadays particularly, doesn't get a lot of love from the wrestling community. Um, but his, I think some of his commentary work is really just top notch. I mean, it's, it's, it's why he's in the ear of all of his commentators. And right, he knows what he's talking about. Exactly. You would hope, right? Right. Well, uh, yeah. The uh, Between the the participants in the match and the ring announcer, the mullets are off the hook. Phenomenal. Uh, the quaffed mullet for the ring announcer, really uh, flowy and, and really enjoyable to, to kind of bring you in, captivate you. Um, the match begins, well, I guess a little background. Um, so I picked this match because we had watched the documentary on Owenheart from Vice on Dark Side of the Ring. And it, this was really the match that kind of started putting Owen in the mainstream. He uh, Before this, he was always just Bret Hart's brother. The too. Blue Blazer, he was always in the shadow of, of Bret Hart. And then this is when he yeah. the Rocket became Owen Hart. So the lead up to this match a little bit was that, you know, uh, Owen had come out and really kind of sh- shot on Bret a little bit. And then he they tag team, like they, they tried to squash their brother issues and they tag team but then after they lost the tag team match and then Owen just starts like or you know he just kicked Brett's leg yeah. which was already injured in the match and that that sets off this um, bout so the beginning part of it this is like a 30 minute match um, the beginning part is really just great wrestling um, it's competitive it's paced well makes sense it's back and forth it's never it's ne- the whole thing is great because the whole match is because there's never too much um, and so it was it was really interesting. Lawler starts shitting on Mrs. Hart now. If, <laughs> if we their mother, um, if we l- actually look back, I had forgotten that you had given me a Brett Owen match until I was watching this, right. and then I remembered Jerry Lawler shitting on Mrs. Hart. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is <laughs> and, with Miss Hart, and uh, and, 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 and like you know, you brought me back, and I was like, oh, I, I have had a match between these two because you know we do these matches, but then I I kind of forget because my life is just so fast. I completely forget. And um, but it, yeah, as soon as um, Jerry Lawler calls the Hearts habitual liars. <laughs> I I'm like, oh yeah, I I definitely definitely have had this before. <laughs> At one point, uh, Lawler also says, "I hear through the grapevine that their mother Helen has been in the hospital. This match could put her back there." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, wow. Oh, um, the first big move we get this uh, this clothesline by Brett that sends Owen over the top rope. And uh, Brett being aggressive and just trying to end this thing, he runs back out, throws Owen back into the ring, slaps the shit out of out of his brother. Um, and you know, I don't know if it's because they're brothers and because the, as the Dawsons have previously told us, you know, oh, they, the Dawsons, they uh, you know they, they they grow up wrestling together, but that slap was a full on slap I and you listen to other wrestling podcasts especially with um, the wrestlers themselves and they talk about slap spots I would never want to get slapped in the face like this but when you're drunk all you want to do is slap somebody I want to I want to sure. give somebody a chop chop <laughs> I'll take a chop to the chest a slap across the face can we get a Dawson slap uh, chop today. at one point oh, okay. today okay um, wait till well, they're gone I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know where they're at um, so he slaps the crap out of him 12 minutes into the bout um, you know we get is the first um, outside the ring action besides when Brett threw him back in, which right. again, 12 minutes of wrestling and it's competitive wrestling. It's back and forth. It's entertaining and it's engaging. Um, and so that's when they go outside the ring and all it is, is Owen just slamming Brett into the corner post and then he puts him back in the ring. And, and if you contrast this with some of the current wrestling you see, I mean the, not that it was a bad match, the Moxley versus Brody Lee match at double or nothing, but they were outside the ring for more than half of it. And so, you know, Again, for their ability to like captivate and hold your attention, 
inside the ropes is is really just a testament to how you know good they are and how well they work together. Um, after that spot, the wrestling actually it starts picking up. The pace gets a little quicker. Um, it's the same kind of things. Uh, it's that I don't I'm. I might not be a green one, but I'm still kind of ignorant on a lot of like the names and the moves and that sort right. of stuff. But it's just it's just going quicker, which is kind of nice because you're like 12 minutes in. You're not not that you're getting bored, but you're like, okay, now it's we're getting some action. Owen gets you know it's like a submission attempt, then a near fall. Brett reverses, gets his own pin attempt, but then Owen's right back at it, um, countering it into another submission. Um, the first time we see someone get on top of the ropes. I actually didn't put a time, but this is well into the match. Owen goes, uh, hits a signature pile driver. It was, is that what just it was? It was a pile driver? Yeah. Okay. Well, so it's he, like a tombstone. It looked, yeah, that's what it looked like. But he hits that on Brett. He goes up to the top rope, goes for a flying headbutt. Brett rolls out. Now they're both just kind of slowing it back down, so they, they kind of get you excited. There's bring, an ebb and flow. Yeah, they, they bring it back. Um, after that, you know, Owen's kind of incapacitated. Brett finally, you know, gets to make his comeback, starts his flurry of offense. Um, later into the match, you know, Brett goes, gets kind of thrown to the outside. I forget what exactly had happened, but he, you know, he starts selling the knee again. And so it's clearly like irritating him and bothering him. It's the same knee that Owen had attacked the previous week. And then Owen, you know, just starts feeding into it. He, he sees that Brett's wounded. And you go after that, that wounded appendage. So he's kicking it, stomping it. Doing a bunch of stuff. Hits, hits a couple of uh, figure fours on that knee. Um, at one point, Brett's laid up in the corner, left leg up on the on the rope, and Owen just punts. Punts his knee several times. Again, you know, granted it was the underside of the knee. The knee bends, kills some of the momentum, but he was lining up like he was trying to, you know, pin it inside the, you know, the 10-yard line. Right. It was, it was really good. Um, it's, clear, it's clear they're trying to build Owen up. And um, you get, again, some more back and forth. Brett, uh, after one of the firmest tosses into the corner, so he shoots, is it shoots or mm-hmm. Owen into the, the turnbuckles, and Owen runs full speed, chest first in the top turnbuckle. And again, like you can see that they're selling for each other because of this match means so much. Um, you know, to the storyline, but also, you know, to Owen's career. And like, this is what has to get. So they're both just fucking selling everything. Looks really good. Um, Brett goes for the leg drop after that. You know, he shoots him into the post, but, you know, clearly Brett's knee is not where it needs to be. So it's not, you know, as crisp or as aggressive as it could have been. Um, I, I'm a fan of a good bulldog spot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, uh, when it when it fits perfectly into the flow into the positioning, it doesn't look like they're getting into that 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 spot to do it. Love a bulldog. Um, I would like to see a bouncer at a bar. Tell, <laughs> tell, tell, tell Lince this. I want to see him bulldog somebody outside Cape Fear one day. Um, he's definitely thrown some people out. I want I, I, I want to see him. I want to see him see catch him from behind. Up. I want to see him catch him from behind and put their face in the concrete. Well, you I'm know, sure he's as, thought about it. We wanted Lentz, the bulldogs. As Lentz, he would probably have to do a uh, a Nightheart, uh, you know, maneuver because yeah, he looks a Jim the Anvil, you know, just like him. Uh, yeah. Also, his rugby nickname at UNCW was Bulldog. Oh well, there. Well, that's well, I, I think Lentz, more of his stature than his move set. Y- yeah. You and Lynch should should tag team together to do the heart attack, the uh, the the heart foundation <laughs> finisher our, move. Uh, yeah, Halloween costume. Nah, there it is. This year, there it is. We'll uh, again, you know, just going back to how great McMahon and Lawler are on the mic. Uh, Owen hits a or no, Brett hits a big old 
uh, top rope suplex on Owen goes for the pin Owen kicks out and this is you know this is commentary's job is to you know sell what's going on and you know Vince says the line something along the lines of now I have to give credit to Owen if that didn't do the rocket in you have to wonder what could uh, and then Jerry Lawler you know being playing right off of that he goes Bret Hart can't beat his younger brother you can see that he senses it and it's sinking in and again you're captivated that's this, a psychological thing it's like wh- how is this older brother not being able to beat up the younger brother and, and it really it, it's commentary's job to like build that story I mean visually you're watching it and you can kind of sense it and create these things in your own mind but having them layer on top of that you're, it really creates that kind of buy-in that, that you need to appreciate what you're watching um, the guys are, are climbing up onto the post again later on. Brett is on Owen's shoulders. It looks like Owen's going to try to go for like some kind of big old slam. And, and as he's done earlier, it looks like Brett's going to attempt to reverse it into uh, a submission or of some sort. But Brett being injured can't get it clearly done. So he reverses it only for Owen to just kind of land on top of his shoulders. One, two, three. Owen Hart wins, goes over. Um, and that like cemented Owen Hart and his ability, his, you know, his story and everything um, to the crowd. And it was it was really, really good. And like it was nice to watch. It was the clean di- and crisp. The dynamic between them two and the, and the willingness, you know, Brett's a good older brother. And you know that Brett is willing to put his brother over in a situation like that career wise. Well, particularly because this is the first WrestleMania without Hulk Hogan. Right. This is Bret Hart has is on the rocket to the top, um, and so for him to be willing to, and this was the first match of the card. Yeah, it was the very first, which is a, match. which is a, a peak in like a prime wrestling WrestleMania spot. Like guys don't want to go second; they want to go first. And the and the people still have their energy. They're still being able to be captivated by the by by the the matches. Like this is an important thing to set the tone for the rest of the WrestleMania. Exactly. And I think it, it probably did. I didn't watch any of the, anything else from that WrestleMania, but you could tell the crowd was totally into it. It was good in the sense too, because both at the, at the end, you could tell both men are exhausted, but they didn't like beat the snot out of each other. They didn't have to do some kind of crazy extravagant finish where like, cause later on, Brett actually wrestles Yokozuna, uh, at WrestleMania 10, right. Mm-hmm. And wins the championship. So it, it wasn't so much that, you know, there's, you you lose the disbelief later on in the night when Brett comes back out, uh, which was which was really great. Um, I'm I, I don't want to embarrass myself trying to like walk through some of these sub, uh, pin attempts and all that sort of stuff and like describe it whatever it was. But there was probably three or four that I've never actually seen. Right. In and I haven't watched a ton of wrestling, but I've been watching a lot lately. And and so it was interesting to see that like those different things. The thing I like about it too. I mean, there was probably a dozen near falls mm-hmm. and they weren't near falls in the sense that you see today where they're just spamming finishers. You know, somebody takes a, you know, a, a DDT or like the death rider and then kicks out like they were, they were just good quality near falls and you weren't exasperated by the end where you're just kind of like, okay, right, I, I, right. I popped, I popped for the first six, but these last three or four right. I'm kind of like, okay. Cause you don't think the match is actually going to end. Um, again, the pacing throughout was just great. 30-minute match. I have attention deficit disorder already. I'm busy. I'm exhausted by the end of the week. And for me to watch this thing and never stop it to see how much was left, really testament to these guys and the story they were telling and the work rate they were they were putting through. So I was, I was really appreciative of that. Um, what, what, 
is this. Oh, the again, right back to commentary. I forget who said it, but they said he stepped out. He jumped out of his shadow. He'll never be in it again. And that's that was kind of the finishing line of of commentary putting over the Owen Hart story. And as yet, in a storytelling aspect, that was the story that they wanted to get across. They wanted to get Owen to a point where people believed him as a threat in WWF. Like he could he could beat anybody. And and later on in the night, when when Brett actually gets the championship. That's a real threat. His brother is a real threat to the championship. Well, and, and again, it's 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 great storytelling because you know Owen beat Brett that morning or that the beginning of WrestleMania, and then Brett wins the championship, and it actually spawned the blood feud with which we get the cage match and all that other stuff right. later on that I had already reviewed. So, um, it you can definitely tell that these these two were great, and you can definitely, I mean, you can never say a bad thing about Bret Hart's work rate or his in ring exactly. abilities. So. Um, all in all, great match. So let's wrap it up. Uh, Mike, tell me a little bit about social media this week. I know that we do not have an ad read, which I no ad read. You, you tasked me with getting an ad read, but as we said earlier, I'm exhausted. And like, shit happened this week that maybe like uh, America's not ready to be to be <laughs> laughing about ad reads. Yeah, you know? my uh, my creative juices have been shot. Um, and I blame Cookie for making us record on a Saturday. I know. Uh, I this is this is my day to rest. You know, God rests on Sunday. Mike rests on Saturday. Um, but Instagram, we're up to 100. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Instagram, we're up to 126 followers. Tobert, your post of that drunk man at the beach had oh, me dude. rolling. Because I was at work yeah, I on wish Monday. you could have been there. I was at he work was... on Monday. And to see that man living his best life. Dead to the world. I Honestly, I was like watching his chest. I didn't see any we, movement. I almost like went and put my... like finger under his nose to see it, and it was it was such a testament to memorial day yes at the beach yes breaking out of uh you know quarantine yeah um i almost didn't believe that that was actually your photo i feel like i almost thought you oh, google no. image drunk man at the beach <laughs> no that was uh, with hand down pants <laughs> <laughs> that's good old fort fisher north carolina that, that was uh my one of my favorites this week the other one was a post by myself <laughs> <laughs> which was conspicuously deleted off was, Instagram. Uh, oh, interesting. I was exploited and, uh, <laughs> in a vulnerable time. <laughs> luckily, was not, it was not approved. Luckily, so I'm not the. We've established I need Tolbert's help on Instagram because I'm not good at Instagram. Every time I post something on Instagram, Travis usually shits on me for screwing something up. It, he did, yeah. But <laughs> this week, we had this amazing Instagram post by myself. And luckily, I made the decision to cross post it to Twitter. <laughs> and so I Tol- noticed that. I was like, so Tobert, while he wasn't able to, or he was able to delete the Instagram photo, the text lives on and it said, Tobert is struggling <laughs> with a bout of stoner's block on this week's episode. Oh, never mind. Damn it. Wrong one. Where, would, where did it go? Maybe it did delete it off to Twitter. Damn it. It did. Good well, job, Tobert. Yeah, good job, anyway, Tobert. You ruined it, Christmas. Yeah, you killed me. Um, oh, well, that just, sorry, that just goes my whole gimmick. My whole we'll work on that next Instagram game. Uh, anyway, it was a, a picture of a passed out Torbert, shirtless, back hair and all. And I <laughs> talked about his stoner block and how he just wasn't talking to his wife. He kept crying into the pillow, just mum- mumbling to himself, I'm a spliff guy. I'm, I'm a, not a bong guy. I'm a rolling guy. <laughs> um, Twitter, 297 posts, all of them by Aaron this week. Oh, so God. I appreciate you... I need. I would normally shit on myself 
as I do shit on Tolbert for not posting, but I just don't have the energy. Uh, great post by Aaron. Um, the one was the the graduate that we gave a wrestling memorabilia gift box to. That's Aaron, right. Would you like to speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So uh, a couple months ago, well, it was about a month ago, there was a group on Facebook and it was, I got added to it because I, I do a lot with Brunswick County Schools. And uh, one of the dads was was talking about his son graduating. He'd been through a very rough year. He had some some deaths in the family, and he w- he was just kind of bummed out that he was not having the proper graduation, you know, send off that that his son deserved. His son had put in a lot of hard work to graduate from high school, and uh, he was kind of bummed about that. And. The thing that got me, I, it, it popped up on my Facebook feed, and the the one line that got me was, his interests are professional wrestling, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm reading, he got adopted. Like, he, like you, you see they post it, and somebody adopts somebody on this group, and they, they send him a care package. And, and there was a thread under, and it's like, well, I don't have any wrestling stuff. I don't know anything about wrestling. Everybody was saying wrestling things, how they did not know anything about wrestling, so they were going to go for his other interests. And I, I sent a personal message to the guy's dad, and I'm like, hey, we have a lot of wrestling memorabilia that we can give him. Um, I, I just want to make him feel special, and, and it, especially if he's a big wrestling fan, I'm going to give him some cool wrestling stuff. So I, I made him up a little box of things. I didn't mail it to him because, as you guys know, I'm terrible at mailing things. But I knew that he was going to be at the ceremony this you week. You knew he was going to graduate. I knew he was going to graduate, and I had been tasked to film these ceremonies. So uh, throughout the day, I was like, hey, do you know when this guy's going to come across the stage? We looked, we cross-referenced, and we're like, all right, so at this time, he's going to come across the stage. So... I met the guy's dad and I said, hey, I've got this box of stuff. I'm going to give it to him. We opened it up there together. I took a picture of it. He was so excited to have somebody give him a A Taz action figure. A Taz action figure, Jay Lethal action figure, a bunch of DVDs. Semi-pornographic flag. uh, A flag of Gail Kim. That one was uh, just trying to get it out of my house. (laughs) I I didn't want any potential, uh, you know, uh, relationships in in the future to be like, why do you have a Gail Kim flag anyways the kid was super excited and it was just a special moment for me to be able to see the excitement on this kid's face when he was able to get something that he actually wanted so that that was that and and i think we're going to continue to with with the 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 way the world is currently between coronavirus and racist cops murdering people i think we need to continue this trend of creating just good positive funny content yeah and so with that Aaron I need you to stop adding people when you create good quality content because when you add somebody nobody sees it nobody sees it uh, unless they are somebody's distinctively searching for that person person's at they're not going to see it so Aaron had posted this amazing gif of Sting airballing a basketball yeah. from the all NWA stars um, basketball charity event. So, Aaron, please just stop adding people. Just just send it, send it to the ether. I send will. it to the ether, and if it gets I picked will. up, it's great. But, you know, we're getting a couple hundred uh, engagements and a couple dozen impressions on everything we post, except when you at Sting, because Sting has six tweets, I think. Yeah, Sting's not a, not a big Twitter man. Yeah, it's a, it, maybe it's because he's a baby boomer. Don't talk about Sting that way. <laughs> You're saying like it's a bad thing. I'm just <laughs> implying that he doesn't know how to use technology. He's hip. All right, so that would be the end. Uh, and with that, there will be no shit list again this week and no ad read. I'm sorry, Dad.
<laughs> hey, the Dawsons are, were here, so your dad will be thoroughly. Yeah, my, my, I got shitted on this week. My, my dad enjoys the Dawsons and also my creative abilities, but I'm zapped. I understand. Time for the strong style. Cookie, you have got dim boys from Delaware. From somewhere in Delaware. Yeah, from the middle of nowhere. The bumfuck nowhere. Um, anyway, uh, Aaron, have you... Oh, oh I'm sorry. What, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say Delaware, and you, you think of dim boys, right? You're talking about the Briscoes. I didn't know there were rednecks in Delaware. Uh, so my roommate is from Delaware. Really? So, yeah, he's from Delaware. That's why I went to Delaware and got lost there, blah, blah, blah. You may hear about that story later. But anyway, um, yeah, he tells me there are rednecks. Like, the southern part of Delaware is just straight rednecks. So were you like, were you, were you watching this with him and you're showing him the stuff and you're taking notes? You're like, so tell me all you know about Delaware. Yeah, I was like, dude, like he was like, these are your people. He was like, no, that's another type of people. He said, I'll give them like the Pennsylvania somewhere or something think, like that. Yeah, like Delaware is kind of northeast uh, and, and it's... Uh, kind of near new york and you would think that maybe like in the northeast that whole area it's all you, you think uppity and like well aaron you also sent out a video of yes. these two a, a promo that they shot um where he is lifting 15 pounds of chicken shit that's right in five gallon buckets it's that's small. right so that's something i've never seen before working in god's gym god's gym yeah doing pull-ups on the on the nice oak tree out back and and <laughs> And don't forget about the protein that they got to have after uh, their workout. Now, it's now a raw eggshell. D- describe this and describe your reaction to, to seeing what... Well, they were discussing yeah, their their diet and all that sort of thing. And then they... T- I think they talked about how eggs or they needed protein. So they grab eggs out of a carton and yep. literally just throw them in their mouth and start chewing on raw eggs, shell and all, oh. goo and all. Periodically spit I gagged. And spitting yeah. just yolk. Yolk. Straight yolk. Yeah, and like the one guy tries to start cutting his promo, but he realizes he can't because he's got a mouthful of eggs. I think that yeah. was Jay Briscoe. So he, yeah, he like <laughs> hits like a, a slobbery spit yeah. out, and then tries to continue. You know those eggs are fresh too. They oh, raise yeah. the eggs. Oh yeah, <laughs> fresh out of those. It's like Varnum Town shrimp. You should yeah. put a whole Varnum Town shrimp in your mouth, raw, a raw, off. raw. Yeah. <laughs> Just chew it. I need protein. <laughs> I need protein. Well, I done. I'm giving you guys the visual of what I had helped, had to dealt with, and uh, one of them is missing his two front teeth. That would be Mark, yeah, yeah be like Mark. Summer, teeth. summer teeth, summer teeth, some are there, some are not. <laughs> I get it. Oh, there we go. That's a nice dad. That's joke, a way home. I like, that. Get it I like that dad joke. <laughs> All right, it's once in a lifetime. It's the Briscoe brothers, and they're going to wrestle to toughen each other up because they just lost their match uh, to Rocky and Bullwinkle, or at least that's what I think it was. Yeah, I don't know I don't who, remember the, who, I don't it remember who it was. Doesn't matter. Uh, some up and coming tag team. Something. Uh, something in Doy was the name. Anyway. These two men are coming from God's gym. So let's start this Godlit countdown. Cookies top four. Number one. Dude, the DDT spots, man. I see them a lot today, particularly Sammy Guevara uh, does that a lot with that twist of fate where he just like uses the <laughs> crown you, of his head. Did you just say Sammy Guevara? Yeah, dude. Guevara. <laughs> he's the, the, he's the, the self-proclaimed Spanish god. On the end. Yeah, I give it a little flair. <laughs> it's Cookie's new favorite. I can't say it. <laughs> Cookie's a sex god now. <laughs> Is he a twink? No, 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 no. <laughs> Cookie's the bear. I knew it was good. <laughs> he likes the twinks, though. <laughs> anyway, is the when they use the crown of their head to take the bump. I mean, wrestlers today are basically like spiking themselves into the mat. And like Mark did that, and I just cringed Dude, every time. Dude, the way Mark took it, there was like such a, a like a velocity to it. And, yeah. and like, I couldn't believe how like 
awesome it looked. And yeah. Mark, you know, like Mark wants his brother to, to look good. That was it really, was really good. good. He really, I mean, it was great. Um, and this is 2007, right? Yeah, this is very uh, early. Yes, Ring of this Honor. This was before Ring of Honor actually got their HD net deal. So this was kind of like this was right after the Samoa Joe, CM Punk era of Ring of Honor, and yeah. right in between that. And then they finally got on major television distribution. Yeah. And then that was another era. And then they got bought by Sinclair. So this is like a, a kind of a, a limbo period in Ring of Honor. Gotcha. I gotcha. Now it, it looks like they're like wrestling on a. Like a, a basketball court, yeah, of some it, sort. It, it's very small arena. It and was. I think okay. it was in Europe. I think it was. The, they said that it was in Belfast. Really? Yeah, oh, it I, was. It was. It was. It was in Europe. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, sorry. Number we'll, two. We'll continue. One of my favorite parts of this match is when Mark starts that that head of steam and he just starts yelling. Yeah. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's hillbilly for woo. Did you know that? Woo. Did you know that Tober? I did. <laughs> Aaron. 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 That's, that's getting kind of close to a rebel yell. No, 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 no. I, I remember, I went to UNC Pembroke. I, I know how Lumbee. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's Lumbee. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's also a regional thing around these parts as well. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that a lot. You're going to start a gang war outside downtown on Sunset Park. On Friday night, that's all you hear, dude, It's pipes and... Yeah, 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 yeah. All my Locklear friends are like, their ears are peeking up right there. They're like, what? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Is Aaron in distress? <laughs> Anyway, uh, he hits a, a running knee strike. Yoo-hoo! Springboard kick. Yoo-hoo! Then he hits the springboard corkscrew, and again, you get a yoo-hoo! These boys, uh, they're just having fun. That's what it is. Just two brothers just going at it. Beating the shit out of each other. Beating the fucking shit out of each other. It was a 30-minute match that you gave me. Yeah, I, and you know what, man? I, just like Mike's match. It's one of those matches that I was captivated the entire time because Absolutely. I'm like, God damn, these guys are really going at it. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Number three. I wish Ring of Honor had replay or like more than two cameras filming because that rest spot where the Mark jumps, uh, where Mark, sorry, not the Mark, where Mark jumps <laughs> off his back to the outside, that one made me pop because when they pan to the Briscoes, I realized there's no mat. No mat. It's just all. it's just hardwood floor. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how he took it, but I know it was bad. It was so bad. Oh, my God. Next Number one. four. Thank you, Briscoes. That was awesome. You sick fucks. I love all these chants, but damn, that was a good match and a great ending to it. It wasn't too complex. Jay hit your move. Uh, sorry, Jay hit your move. Uh, the Jay Driller. Mark hits his move. The cutthroat, whatever. Um, and you just, you, they both drop each other on their heads. Count out finish. It's a draw. They shake hands. Brotherly love. And the the brotherly end, love. They, they toughened they, each other up. That's all it was. They wanted, and I think that's such a cool story. It's like they were disappointed in themselves, and they took it upon themselves to have a match against each other to exactly. toughen themselves back up exactly. for another you know, for another run at that turn, like at, at that belt. Exactly. So, exactly. did you like it? I, I did. I love this match, man. I love this. And uh, my, with my honorable mentions, I'll bring the attention to Mike a little bit. Mike, what's your least favorite move to see performed by Finn Balor? Oh, the was it coup de gras? The coup de gras, yeah. Uh, because yeah, he people like, will potentially pop their knees. Homeboy hit that, and I thought he was gonna blow his knee out. Oh my god! Was that what you were? Because before we started recording today, you're like, I've got some thoughts on that match. Mm-hmm. No, well, I wanted to get my summer teeth dad joke in. Oh, uh, yeah. that was your only thought. Was, yeah. <laughs> that was your only thought. He had it. Well, I had some other thoughts, but they my, they conflict with uh, Cookie's opinions. You didn't like it. The first half was a little. It was a little. I, I I skipped to like 20 minutes in, and it was a lot better. Oh, okay. 
Right. I thought that like and and the, the ref spot where they went on the floor was phenomenal, sickening, it was, but yeah. yeah, it was great. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, the coup de gras, uh, for people who don't know, is a high risk move from the top rope where you basically, you know, do a double foot stomp yeah. onto a person's chest. Well, like, he, like, they're slick, and I'm always worried that they're going to, like, slip or, like, hyperextend the knee or, like, tear an ACL well, I, or something. I had no opinions on it until uh, the SmackDown vs. Raw thing, and Finn hits it on a guy with a t shirt on, and he slips. Oh, uh, yeah. like, that was two, that was Survivor Series yeah, two years was, ago, and gross. both of us oh were like, oh. Anyway, uh, the other thing, I hate the little 12 year old boy on commentary. Whoever the hell that is it has the most like, whiny voice. Sounded like a young Aaron Varnum for Midnight Mayhem. I always was told. I look at the YouTube comments. They're like, does this does this commentator have a deviated septum? <laughs> if you didn't bring that up, I was about to bring that up. Uh, yeah, well, I do. I, I do have a deviated septum. So fuck you and your fucking YouTube comments, you troll. <laughs> fuck you. Meanwhile, that's what we're doing now on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I know this is a time in America, a, a pivotal point in America that we need to bring people together. We need to be, we need to be brought together. I'm bringing together wrestling fans to say fuck you to YouTube and all their fucking commenters. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up, Cookie. Oh, okay. Continue with that same commentator. <laughs> oh, man. I might have to go visit that motherfucker, Aaron. You want to know why? I got to explain to him the difference between a stone cold stunner. That's right. And a goddamn chin breaker. That's right. What Jay did was a goddamn stone cold stunner. Am I right, Tolbert? Yeah. That's a, see, goddamn right. 316, hell yeah. Anyway, the most brotherly moment. <laughs> uh, one of them, I think it was Mark, had him in the chokehold. He's like, choke, ref, choke. Oh, I love that. Choke, dude. ref, choke. And, the, uh, and, and Jay, Jay replies, nah, boy, there ain't no choke. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because it was one of those moments and you're like, that's definitely a choke. And you can see Mark like choking. It's, yeah. it's a choke. That, that's not a choke, mom. Mom, that's not a choke. I'm not choking him. I'll show you a choke. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, the somersault over the top rope, the top cone, hito, veto, gelato, whatever the fuck it's called. Mark would have snapped his leg on those snaps. Oh, Did you guys see that spot? Yeah, it looked bad. Like the steps were really close to the ring. Yeah. So if he he overshot and over rotated a little bit. And the thing is, like the Ooh. arena was dark. The whole thing was narrow though. It was, was so dark. Very, little space. And and with, with with the the lighting, I don't think that you could see kind of a lot of the like when when your trajectory trying to change your trajectory in the middle of the air so. it's like ooh oh well that's that those just came out of nowhere oh my god but there were so many great moves in this match i mean there was a super gore buster from the top rope where mark like basically smacks his head against the ring yeah um there was uh god so many springboards and everything like that and it was just like a spectacle to see i can't i can't talk about every single spot but mm-hmm. it was a beautiful match I'm gonna give it five cookies. Really? Okay. hundred percent. I thought I thought it was, I was entertained for 31 minutes, so especially I, for the end in the draw. I really enjoyed the match. I would not give it five cookies. I would give it five. <laughs> was that five? I, I, yeah, I, I was, was trying to count. For the. For <laughs> You're actually when you the bell the the wrestling bell is actually ringing when you do that. <laughs> it's picking up the frequency and vibrating. My my neon sign is gonna crack and. It is. Oh my gosh, man. Um. Anyway, but I loved it for the brotherly aspect of it, man. I mean, and even if like those punk ass Dawsons were still here, it'd be like just them like fighting or bickering amongst each other. But uh, whatever. they had your back, cookie. You shoot on like that? I, I don't know, shoot dude. on like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand your. relationship You don't remember with me the getting slammed in yeah. quarantine? I it, still have a gripe. I don't understand the relationship. It's a love hate relationship. It is a love hate relationship because I got slammed. 
in quarantine. I'm not supposed to get slammed, all right? They will they will defend Cookie, and then Cookie will talk shit about the Dawsons. I'm turning on Zane before he turns on me. It's, Don't you understand that? I, 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 I get it. I God, get it now. You're going to regret that, Cookie. I'm just I, saying. I do not think I will. For the high spot, we have got Matt Hardy against Jeff Hardy. Now, it's not just one of their matches that they had at WrestleMania. This is a match that they had for TNA. Now, now tell me a little bit about this match, Tolbert. Well, I didn't watch much TNA at at this time period. Nobody did. (laughs) But this is obviously both the brothers are signed to TNA, and they have... uh, a backyard down at home brother versus brother match. That's right. In Cameron, North Carolina. That's right. A little yeah. close to Fayetteville. Very close. Like I think I've mentioned before, we used to pass our compound on road trips and things like that. You would see the dirt bike track uh, or the motocross track, and we knew that's where they lived. And that's always a, been. A it's huge an fan. amazing compound. It's yeah. crazy. They're, if you, they do a lot of YouTube videos and stuff, and they're they're how they've. They've done well for themselves, and they have nice places to retire. What's well, so I was curious, like, was that a family property, or was that stuff they bought after they got a little know. bit of both? I yeah, think. I, I think, think it so. started off as family property. And that area, there's a lot of family properties in that area. There's a lot of big farms and ranches and things like that. But anyway, uh, so we got some impact action, and this is you now I've seen Matt's new stuff with AEW. That character he portrays broken Matt Hardy yes uh, I did not know this came from the impact days okay. I thought this was a relatively new thing it wasn't so he's still got the old world uh, you know character going and he's celebrating his son's first birthday with his uh, very attractive wife yes <laughs> Reeve, Reeve, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they have uh, a wrestling ring all set up you know and they're in his little home compound and he is pumped. He's ready to go. And he is on a mission to delete the final deletion of his younger brother, Nero, which would be Jeff Hardy. That's right. Um, and this is uh, the Nero character at the time. Um, so the task has been laid before him. He must uh, take out his little brother. And he goes about that with his, uh, with his drones. He sends his drones after his brother, Jeff. Uh, now, probably not too far from his property, <laughs> you have uh, Jeff Hardy just minding his own business, working on his yard. And, I can, and Jeff Hardy, I, brother. I can appreciate, you know, uh, the zen and art of lawn maintenance um, as your uh, regional groundskeeper. So, and he's he's going to town, man. He's got the tribal in his front yard. It's manicured. Uh, it's yeah, it's impressive. interesting. Yeah. It's impressive. I had to take him hours. I had to take him hours. You know, he uh, he hard day at work manicuring manicuring his lawn. He just wants to go inside and sit down and play his guitar. Probably threw his back out while while yeah. mowing the lawn. It's it's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, well, he <laughs> he, uh, he gets a he gets a surprise visitor, <laughs> just like we have today. Um, of uh, what's the, what's the drone's name? Uh, Vanguard. Vanguard. Vanguard yeah. one pays a, a a little visit to Mr. Jeff. Uh, along with his pals. So he gets attacked by a swarm of tiny drones, which he starts to bash away at with his guitar uh, inside his house. It's hilarious. It's a it's a great scene. Uh, well, his brother uh, jumps on the lawnmower and just ruins his mow job. 
you know, and uh, the confrontation. That's the biggest heel move of the entire match. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think he needs to get his lawnmower checked because he was like spewing dark, dark smoke out of that thing. Yeah. I think he's burning a little oil. Yeah. Um, also, they're Husqvarna guys. So, which we know those suck. <laughs> Husqvarna. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I guess you could say the match starts. They're after each other. The challenge has been laid down for the final deletion of Brother Nero. Well, he's not going to take this line down. He's like, hey, brother, you're not going to fuck with me like this, you know? So he jumps on his dirt bike and goes after him. And I think it's one of the funniest scenes when he's on his dirt bike and he slaps away, like swats away two little drones. It's hilarious. And uh, goes after his brother. Well, we get to a setup where we have um, a, a ring in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the woods. We've got lights. We've got tiki torches. Um, it's kind of eerie, right? Right, and we we don't want any uh, we don't want any mosquitoes out there because no. they're, they're notorious. Yes, in uh, that portion especially, of North Carolina, especially in these parts. So uh, we have the battleground set. Um, Matt's assistant, uh, Sir Benjamin, I guess, had prepared the field for maximum battle earlier in the afternoon, and that, uh, that's where we arrive. So the boys go at it. We see some kind of hardcore spots. You know, we've got chairs. We've got uh, some kind of dressing shields with rocks on it. We've got Singapore canes. We've got ladders. Of course, the Hardys are involved. There's going to be ladders. Um, and we see some pretty good back and forth, especially for the style of match that it is. There's no crowd. They're out in the middle of nowhere. Very cinematic. Um, we get to a ladder spot where uh, we see a swanton out of a tree. And it looked painful because Jeff takes it right on the back. Yeah. Well, that yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't like a WWE ladder. That was, no. a, that was a real ladder. <laughs> that was a Lowe's Home Improvement ladder. But yeah, so we get a lot of back and forth. And um, Dear God. <laughs> hey, it's Cookie. I'm back. I'm back. Cookie's back. But good God, that's um, fine. I just watched this. Yeah, it's brutal. It um, and in this chaos, someone stocked fireworks in the no, barrage that, of that, that is close to the South Carolina line. I was going to say, they, uh, they definitely got those at south of the border. Yeah, you, you just go right across the Dillon, South Carolina. You get you some nice, nice uh, fireworks out of this. These were the premium Roman candles. They these were, were the, oh, phenomenal. These I, I were had the, a, I, I gotta had a, find these. Yeah, the, those are not easy to find. And I had a because I had a cheap Roman candle blow up in my hand once. Yeah, that, yeah. those are oh. illegal in North Carolina. So you know that 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 with. With that, you have to go to Dillon, South Carolina. Yeah. Go see El Pedro. <laughs> so. Um, Matt Hardy lights a giant Roman candle. And he's like, hey, Brother Nero, I'm, I'm taking you out. <laughs> and all he's got to protect himself is a trash can lid. And he absolutely blasts him with some pyrotechnics. <laughs> it's a great visual. They get some actual drone shots as well yeah, of the phenomenal. fireworks. Uh, just really great, really great visual. Um, and he thinks that he just blasted his brother. He thinks that, that's over with. Match is over, man. I just deleted Brother Nero. Not the case. Not the case at all. Jeff comes right back at him with some fireworks of his own and chases him down uh, to I, what leads to probably the best scene. Yeah, I, I love Matt Hardy's run. It's like a scurry. Yes, yeah. And, uh, He's scurrying away from his brother. He, he chases him down across the property, blasting him with Roman candles. He spots a dilapidated boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he jumps behind it to shield him for the pyro, uh, which leads us to a lake spot. We get uh, a little wrestling in the lake. We think this is going to be the end because Matt drowns his brother in the lake. I don't think he wanted it to end like this, but he did what he had to do. Later known as the Lake of Reincarnation, I believe. Yes, I think that's because uh, Nero arises, a mass Nero arises from the water. 
goes after his brother. How he did the costume change that fast, I don't know. Some kind of witchcraft. Some kind yeah. of Cameron witchcraft. Burn him. Yeah, yeah, back there in them woods. Uh, goes after his brother. <laughs> and uh, Matt's assistant, Mr. Benjamin. Sir Benjamin. Right. Senior Benjamin, Senor I Benjamin, say. Yeah. Uh, tases Jeff Hardy. Tases brother Nero. Um, at that point, he does some kind of smoke bomb ninja move. Gets out of the way. Um, we see him come back into the picture. Matt gets the advantage, takes the pin. He says, hey, let's rip this mask off. It's not Jeff. Who is it? It's Sir Benjamin. Oh, my. Yeah. I don't know. More like I trickery. Said, some more trickery. Some Cameron witchcraft. Uh, at this point, Jeff takes advantage of the situation, of the distraction, goes after his brother, but Matt has other other plans. He's, like I said, prepared the field for maximum battle. Um, which, at the point, he ignites his uh, his symbol. His symbol, and uh, you gotta watch what you burn back in the woods. I'm just oh. saying they could. Change. There's a lot of symbols being burned in uh, near that area of North. Yeah. I don't know if it's the Hardy Boys symbol, but it, 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 it's something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we see a high spot off Sorry, the top of the verdicts. I was just saying, hey boys, you might want to uncross it a little bit before you burn it in the backwoods of. Fayetteville. Um, oh my god. Anyway, we see a high spot off of the symbol. Um we of course it's Matt's turn to almost kill himself. Uh he pulls it off, gets the pen, and defeats his brother. Uh and sends him probably next door <laughs> to the property. But to the bath of ice. To, yeah, to- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought this was phenomenal. Yeah, it's very All well the made. comments on YouTube and online, everyone loves this. Um, a lot of people compare it and say they came up with this idea that we saw the Boneyard match and yeah. everything this past WrestleMania. One of the first cinematic wrestling matches. And now we're seeing this in AEW where Matt has kind of brought this creativity and stuff like that to AEW to do some more cinematic things, which I guess worked out in these times that kind of fell upon us. Well, tell me uh, what, what kind of haiku. What what coup of high There's do you so have? There's so many coups that can come of this. Matt's feeling just fine. <laughs> That's an Illumicraft? <laughs> dilapidated. Oh, <laughs> wait, is dilapidated? Is that five? Dilapidated. That's you a big gotta, word, man. You got it. You can't, <laughs> you can't really word. fit it in much else. Yeah, good match, though. Good Inter- match? Entertaining. You, it was you very entertained. entertaining while I was drinking my coffee this morning. And, oh, yeah. And icing my back. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening to $2 Steak of Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, boys, we've, we've had it all today. We, we had a run-in we, from the Dawson Brothers. The most evil duo in all of professional wrestling came here, threatened my life, and called me a uh, uh, basically a Freddy Krueger. So uh, the, we, we have that. So, thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Whoa. We will... Whoa, 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 whoa. You got deleted, homie. I got deleted you from got the deleted. podcast? Deleted, deleted, deleted. Delete, delete. delete.